Welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Sophie Shepard. And uh, Sophie, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, uh, what, you're, what you're involved in, and we'll go from there. Sounds perfect. So hello, I'm Sophie Shepard. I am the founder of She Talks Health, the co-creator of Empower Her, which is a 12-week gut and hormone restoration program. And I also have a podcast called She Talks Health. Um, I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is a fancy way of saying that I help menstruators around the world with their periods, their hormones, and their gut health so that they can worry about more important things like (laughs) getting married and having babies and succeeding (laughs) at work and just loving their life. Um, And so that is what I am most passionate about, especially empowering people to take control of their health and understand that there are things they have in their grasp that they can do to completely up level and change their health, which changes every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. And how did you uh, end up doing that? Is, is it something personal that, that sparked it? What brought you to be, to be engaged in this subject? Yes, definitely highly personal. Uh, I started dealing with gut health issues when I was 16. And I'm 31 now, so mm-hmm. you know, many, many years ago. And I was, I went down the traditional pathway of going to the GI specialist. I did an endoscopy and a colonoscopy as a teenager, which is super not fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and basically, he said, "You have an irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, um, and you just can't eat acidic foods or have coffee or caffeine, you know, really, or chocolate." or citrus. And that's also a pretty big bummer for someone who's 16 and about to, you know, finish high school and go off to college, but I wanted to feel better. So I just listened and I took that and I did, um, stomach acid reducers. And what I didn't know at the time was that my issues were much more complex than a vague diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome, which we now know, I think 60% of the time that is actually small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It can be related to things like H pylori and other bacterial Um, problems, parasitic infections. And so I basically was living with constant bowel issues, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, gas as a teenager. (laughs) It was horrible. Um, I mean, just every day, you know, it was. That sounds, that sounds like a real hit to the, to self-confidence, if not, if not anything else. Yeah, self-confidence, dating, um, sex, um, anything like that was very uncomfortable for me and very unpredictable in terms of how I would feel. I was just trying to be like a normal kid. Uh-huh. Um, and then I just, I, I just, by the time, you know, I was in college and it, it didn't get any better with the kind of light dietary changes and, and kind of uh, treatment for the acid it didn't get any better. I still felt terrible. And, um, I just kept dealing with it. And I thought like, I just had to live with this. Like, I just thought, well, you know, some people have bad backs and some people have bad knees. I just have a bad tummy. Like, that's just how I'm going to have to live. And it wasn't until my health just completely crashed after college that I realized that there was a better path. And by completely crashed, I mean, like my hair was falling out. My nails were breaking off. I was 35 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, I, was suicidally depressed. I actually attempted um, to take my life twice during this time. Um, And I was extremely fatigued. And I don't think people who 
whoever, like, it's not like you just got one bad night's sleep. It's like every cell in your body is not functioning. Like it, it is painful to even pick up like your pocketbook. That's how fatigued wow. I was. Um, and that's when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease of the thyroid, which I developed because of all of the stress on my gut and the emotional abuse I was um, under from my partner. At the time, my, my boyfriend was verbally abusing me every day wow. of my life. Um, and that's how I ended up really sick and unable to function. Um, and then the good news is that I found a functional medicine doctor and he actually listened to me. He didn't just prescribe more medication. He told me that I had gut issues and bugs in my gut and leaky gut. And that in order to heal my thyroid, I had to heal my gut. And that was really the first time I started to realize that, oh my gosh, the gut could impact my hormones. Um, and I healed and I'm here and I'm thriving and I have no more IBS and my, I'm not even on medication for my thyroid. How long ago was the, was the diagnosis for, for a uh, leaky gut? Because I remember, I remember me taking a course on leaky guts, maybe 2014, 2015. And even back then, we're talking about like six years ago, it was half, um, you know, half the doctor's to say it mildly, half the doctors didn't think it's a, it's, it's a thing, it exists. So it seems like you had a really uh, courageous, you know, ahead of the curve uh, doctor to, to, to help you. I did, because this was nine years ago. And wow. I, yeah, so nine years, yeah, gosh, eight or nine years ago. And um, he was a chiropractor. And back then, like the only functional medicine doctors out there were chiropractors. And, you know, he had had Hashimoto's and so he had gone through this whole process himself. And so he was just so passionate about it. And, you know, you're right. Cause leaky gut or intestinal hyperpermeability is definitely something that a lot of people don't like to recognize, but we now know that, you know, it's one of the three things you need to even develop an autoimmune disease. And when you think about how many millions of people are walking around with autoimmune disease that don't start with healing their gut, it's like insane. Like, I mean, they could probably reverse most of their symptoms if they were able to deal with their gut. Um, but it's just not mainstream information. For the layman, let's say someone uh, hears for the first time uh, about leaky gut. It doesn't have to be for the first time, by the way. It can just, maybe they, they, they didn't uh, look really into it. How would you describe uh, leaky gut? What's going on there and why does it affect um, our immune system or why does it make our immune system attack itself? Yeah. So if you're like listening to this and you have access to a computer with Google, I would recommend typing in leaky gut and looking at the images because there's some pretty, it's really easy to understand when you see the image, but um, I'll just explain it the way that it was explained to me. We have a mucosal layer, which I like to think of as about as thick as saran wrap because it's only one mm -hmm. cell thick, which is very, very thin if you think about it. And it's one of our main barriers from the outside world reaching the inside world. Meaning every time you eat a food, right, it's going to go in your mouth, through your esophagus, yep. through your stomach, and into your small and large intestine. And in that small intestine, you have this mucosal layer that's protecting you from any of the food particles, toxins, or pathogens um, that could cross over that barrier and cause inflammation. And the reason it affects our immune system is that our immune system cells are literally right on the other side of the saran wrap, right on the other side of this one cell thick layer. And so leaky gut 
or intestinal hyperpermeability, right? Hyper meaning kind of fast yeah. means that the, the permeability, the lining of the gut starts to separate. And when that happens, undigested food particles and toxins seep through the lining of the gut. And now your outside world is reaching your inside world. It's touching your immune system. It's going into the bloodstream. And after extremely long, sometimes kind of chronic low grade inflammation from that happening, it can go to other parts of your body, brain, you know, nervous system, thyroid yeah. ovaries and cause autoimmune disease or inflammation processes in the body. So that, that we, we kind of spoke before um, about the why we're doing this podcast. I kind of uh, let you know, and it's, it really ties, ties into to, to your story because, you know, we are a skincare company and we pride ourselves in having the most, you know, for sure, the most innovative products on the market. That, that is what we're aiming for. But we also think our products are very good where we have a challenge is the same challenge a, a, a uh, personal trainer is going to have, or, you know, you could, you could, you could think about other ideas where we're only focusing on a very narrow area of overall health. Um, your skin is only going to look as healthy and good as you are healthy and well. And from your story, we can kind of understand like doesn't matter it does doesn't matter what uh, energy drink you would have drank or what product you would have used for that matter there were some underlying conditions which had to be dealt with in order to better the system and that is the uh, and that's the mission of this podcast this mission of this podcast is giving uh, our listeners and customers an insight to what they need to improve or what their goals need to be in order to reach health, skin, uh, healthy skin, but also health in general and uh, get, get um, results through that. So, so I really appreciate, you know, the fact that you shared your story. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, it's important to understand that the skin is the largest organ and like what we put on it is really important. And what's going on internally with, without being, if it's not filtered out properly, it will show up on your face, you yes. know, <laughs> yes. in your skin. Absolutely. So that's really important that you're, you're sharing this information with, with your listeners. And I really, really, really liked one of your stories, you know, one of your, um, I think when you were talking, I think when you were talking about the, uh, empower, how would you say empower her or empower <laughs> empower her we went back and forth for okay. a while but yes it's empower her okay so the empower her uh, uh um, kind of story that you, you you've done a long time ago and you said that you want to have women become the ceo of their health which to me is like the coolest thing that that you could that you could have as a goal because a lot of the times and, and from your story uh you can see it, but a lot of the time people feel like they are at the mercy of, of what their body is doing to them, how their body reacts. And I think it's very important to give tools for us to be able to control our own health. Yes. Um, so when someone, when someone starts a program with you, what are some of the things that you're looking at in order to figure out, you know, 
how they're doing as far as health. Sure. Um, I, th I think just to echo what you said, I love, the, I love saying that the CEO of your health, because we have been, um, we've been told that that's not an option and exactly. that's not true. And I think, especially for, for women, um, we're, we're unfortunately marginalized in that way. It's not, not a new fact that women's pain is not considered, um, as serious as men's. And quite frankly, if men came to a physician with the type of pain that they're experiencing with fibroids and endometriosis, they would take it seriously. So we have to be our own advocates. And that sometimes means doing some legwork. And so here's where, like, here's why I went back to school to be an FDN and how I deal with this now is I would get these incredible women who would work on their diet, they'd work on their sleep, they'd work on their stress, and they'd work on their movement. And 80% of the time, they would feel 100% better, like really, really good. But then 20% of the time, they wouldn't feel better. They would feel slightly better, but it wasn't working. Diet and lifestyle was not working. And so in my practice, the foundation, of course, always has to be around food, sleep, stress reduction, and movement, because that's the foundation. If we're not doing that, we're going to yeah. not feel well. Right. But then when we work, look at the word stress, we have to think of not just our boss emailing us and getting irritated about, you know, this or that emotionally it's internal mm -hmm. stressors like I had. Right. So it's leaky gut, it's parasites, it's bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, heavy metals is a huge one. I've yet to see somebody not have a heavy metal toxicity in their, in their labs. Um, thyroid imbalances, nutrient absorption issues because of the gut, or just straight up not getting enough nutrients because our soils are so depleted in this country. Um, what else? Mold is a huge one that people don't want to talk about, but 40% of homes in, in the country are, have mold problems and mold can cause massive inflammation all over the body. Um, I have a client right now who has more diseases and diagnoses and medications than I have ever seen. I think she's wow. on nine medications and she has been dealing with her chronic health issues ever since she was six years old. She had a water exposure that led to a parasitic infection that was never dealt with. She was just told she had SIBO and she had to take a low FODMAP diet and she was never, never cured. Over time, she's developed fibromyalgia, uh, eczema, uh, asthma, um, PCOS, endometriosis. Like she has everything, right? So she's in our Empower Her program. So you asked, what do I do? Well, we got to start with the gut, right? We had to start with foundations. And this person was also eating a fast food diet. Her triglycerides have dropped from over 400 to 135 in less than 12 weeks doing the fundamentals and doing the gut stuff. So we run a GI maps, which is a stool test. I know super fun. We get to poop in a little hot dog thing and <laughs> <dip> it out. <laughs> um, but what it does is it's great because it's, it screens for all these different pathogens that could be wreaking internal or what we call hidden stress in the mm -hmm. body. And that's the part that gets missed often is those hidden stressors like mold and parasites and heavy metals. And so I run a HTMA, which is a mineral test that mineral imbalances can make you feel really sluggish and terrible, but they can also show us if you have toxic aluminum and mercury, which can cause neuroinflammation, multiple sclerosis, like a million things, right? 
Um, they can drive up estrogen in the body so they can cause a lot of hormone issues. Um, I often will run a full blood panel, like full CBC, CMP, like everything. Cause I want to see like how imbalanced the person is. And when we run multiple labs, we can see like what's going on as a whole person and how can we, how can we deal with all of the downstream symptoms from the upstream root causes, right? Yeah. And when you can go after the root causes and build health instead of symptom treating or symptom band-aiding, that's when actually you have long-term success. So it's very individual. I run a standard five labs, but it's very individual what will come back and what can we do from that perspective. Um, so it, it kind of depends on the person as to what's actually going on and how it's manifesting in their body. But almost every single person has to start with the gut, has to. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it seems to me like a lot of what you are doing uh, in the beginning at least is find out how can we remove obstructions from you know, the body trying to heal itself or, or trying to maintain homeostasis to maintain health itself. Exactly. That's exactly what Reed Davis, the founder of FDN, um, preaches. And I think that's really important because even in the world of functional medicine, you know, someone will be like, well, we'll have to run a thyroid panel because you have all these thyroid issues. But it's like, well, the thyroid didn't just stop working. Yeah. Like we have to build health across the whole board to build homeostasis in the body and remove those obstructions. Or I like to think of them as you're hiking on a, a mountain and you have this big backpack on and you have all these stones in your backpack and maybe one is mold and one is, you know, the loss of a parent and one is a, a stressful job and, you know, one is um, a parasite and you work on each one and you, you lighten your load until you can, you know, walk with ease. Yeah, it reminds me, uh, a little bit uh, when we're trying to um, when we're talking to uh, plastic surgeons because um, that's that's what we do right we 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 um, trying to have plastic surgeons sell our products and um, a lot of the times it it leads to um, to how they can they can be a better surgeon mm. and I always tell them you know an artist is only as good as its canvas. You're not going to be able to, you know, paint a Rembrandt painting on a, on a janky piece of stone, right? You need a very pristine canvas for that. And um, it doesn't matter what we're asking the, the body to do, what kind of drugs we give it or, or what kind of stimulation we give it in order to heal itself. If the body has an issue healing itself properly, it doesn't really matter what you're going to do to it. So you, you need the the stronger baseline you're going to have, the better. Uh, absolutely. And that's why, you know, while we wait for labs to come back, we have to work on the fundamentals, right? We have to yeah. get to bed before 11. We have to eat nutrient dense foods. Yeah. And then, you know, we work on those hidden things because like taking a supplement protocol when you like aren't eating healthy foods or you're not sleeping is kind of like putting a bucket of water on a burning house. It's not going to yeah. work. They're su called yeah. supplements for a reason, right? So Correct. I think that's really important. And it's the same thing goes for like the skincare or anything else. Like it is really important to have good, clean, amazing products. Like I definitely, you know, I think that's so important and a huge game changer, but like, yeah, your body's going to continue to age and acne is going to show up and all these things if you're not dealing with the internal stuff. 
So you mentioned uh, so so uh, you mentioned uh, hormones a little bit and and um, the challenges you know women women face as far as their hormones. You you guys you know part of what you do is you you do a hormone panel but you you, you test hormones and see um, deficiencies. Yes. So we run a Dutch complete. Um, you can go to dutch.com and read about it and hormones here. Here's where I think a lot of people get into trouble. They will just run a Dutch complete. Like you can go on their website and find a provider, no problem and see what's going on with your hormones. Fine. You're still just dealing with a symptom. Your hormones are falling out of balance because there's a bigger stressor in the body. So we run that test um, to give us clues on what mm -hmm. else is going on and to address a little bit allopathically, right? Like symptoms, right? Cause if someone is extremely estrogen dominant, there are supplements you can take to like clear estrogen out of the body so that you don't have a horrible cycle. But the mm -hmm. next question we have to ask is, well, why, you know, did this person's thyroid slow down? Do they have a sluggish liver, you know, is their gut like screwed up, um, and recycling estrogen. So yeah, so we run, um, a Dutch hormone test and what it, what it tells us is the amount of estrogen and progesterone created, but also the downstream metabolites. And that's mm -hmm. really important. Cause if you run blood serum, estrogen and progesterone at your physician's office, that will give you a sum, which is great, especially if you're trying to get pregnant, but sometimes the issue is in the liver or in the gut. And a lot of that is shown to us in the Dutch, as well as what kinds of estrogens are being created. Is it the carcinogenic DNA damaging breast cancer yeah. kind, or is it a healthy estrogen? Do you have a testosterone imbalance? Um, is there, there's a lot on that test, actually <laughs> melatonin, yeah. there's a bunch. So it's a great test. Um, and we, we use that a lot. Um, but again, just always trying to think to like, why, why is this getting whack, whack a dude? Uh, um, you know, so that's pretty important to me and to my partner, Kyleen for empower her. Yeah. It sounds to me like you are from, 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 you know, the, the answers you're giving me, it sounds like you are almost, almost like an in investigator. You're almost like a Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and uh, Watson. I don't know who's the Watson and who's the, uh, who's the Sherlock, but um, it seems to me like you're really, you know, kind of, tracing the clues and trying to build a picture of, of, of that person and, and really the root causes and trying to dig deep to, to correct them. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And I think bigger than that, because we're not physicians, you know, FDNs, we like to, I specifically really want to make my clients, the CEO of their health. It doesn't do them any good for me to hold a bunch of information. I'm going to yeah. try to teach them what I see so that they can make a decision about what they want to do about it. Right. Cause if you got a gut test back and someone has a parasite, they can take an antibiotic or they can go an herbal route. It's their choice. And they need to feel empowered to make that choice so that they are back in the driver's seat of their health rather than, Oh, you have this thing, take this. Like, you know, that's, it's kind of, so we just want to make sure that, yeah, we're investigating, but we're teaching them how to investigate their own bodies how to listen, right? Like oftentimes someone will come to us and same for me, right? Like I waited because mm -hmm. I didn't know any better until my body was screaming at me. We'd rather find someone when their body is starting to whisper or speak nicely yeah. to them rather than, you know, screaming, screaming, screaming. And I think that that's like, I will tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you have 
symptoms, but they're not debilitating, please don't wait to get help until they're debilitating. Like it's going to take you more time to fix it. And it's going to be more expensive. Um, you know, like I, I, I see that every time when someone comes to me and they're in their twenties, Mm-hmm. It takes three months. Someone comes to me in their forties or fifties. It's going to take six to months to a year. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot more expensive and a lot time, more time consuming. So listen, your body's always talking to you. And do you think how one out of how many uh, women do you think are experienced, uh, are, are their bodies are whispering to them? Uh, what do you think the percentage is? Um, do you have any idea? Uh, it's hard. Cause I think it's hard for me to answer that because I feel like, <clears throat> you know, people know what I do. <laughs> so they message me all the time. So I just see people who are, yeah. who are bodies are screaming at them. I'm sure there's plenty of healthy, healthy women out there, but, um, to be really honest with you, it feels like everyone has something going on. Um, yeah. and I think that that, you know, I know that's a little sad to say, but if you, if you really think about it as human beings, you know, we're sitting inside, we're in front of computers, we have access to 24 seven news, which is, can be very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, news travels like so quickly and we have so much access to it. Um, and so, you know, that can kind of seep into us. We're not in the sunlight. We're not hunting and gathering, you know, we're, we're not really, our bodies haven't really evolutionarily changed to support the amount of kind of, um, toxins basically that I'll say like the lack of sunlight or the fluorinated water or the pesticides that are in, you know, all of our Mm non-organic and organic food and our rainwater and the water that we're drinking that has antibiotics and birth control and other medications and heavy metals in it. Like we are, we're not there yet, but we're acting like, you know, we are super people that we can work nine hours a day in front of a computer and still mother and father a child yeah. in artificially lit, you know, chronically ill <laughs> place. And I think that's why so many people are drug like struggling so much um, right now with their health. Yeah, you know, first of all, I'm gonna tell you a story. There was a um, a um, convention one of the most important conventions for holistic doc, holistic uh, dentists in Sarasota uh, a few weeks ago. And we gave a talk there. And um, we went to the restaurant afterwards. <laughs> you know, I'm not used to drinking like, you know, just normal water out of a tap or something. I, I tasted a tap water and I could taste so many, like the fluoride, I could taste so many um, chlorine, I don't know what they put there, but it was such a shock to my system that I suddenly realized that there are people who are consuming it on a regular basis. And so to, to me, it's almost like we don't even know where the damage is coming from. Like you need to almost have a degree, you know, just to be careful from everything that you should be careful of. And that's it. That's why it's important to have a professional that kind of guides you through it, I feel like. Yeah. And I think also it can get very overwhelming. So what I yeah. tell people is here is like kind of the things we look for. And then we start to kind of peel back the stressors. Mm-hmm. Like, so water is a great example, like clearlyfiltered.com you guys has a, a it looks like a Brita, but Brita is, is not going to clear out any of the stuff that you actually need to be cleared out. So like clearlyfiltered.com, it's like probably $75 to a hundred dollars for this 
water pitcher. Like that's one way, just so simple, like free information for you to help upgrade your health. Um, you know, and then you, you go and you can check out things like resources, like environmental working group as well. You know, like they have skin deep. That's a, a great way to see if your skincare is, is working well. You know, obviously this product is going to be fantastic. You just, just buy this, um, your, your personal care at home, your shampoo conditioner, you know, your, what you're cooking with, all those things can be investigated. And as you have the money and the resources, just one by one, start to change them over. Um, and then your, your environment starts to become a lot less toxic. And then like, you have to accept that we don't live in a bubble, you know, yeah. you, you have to live your life. It's just that like, if you have control over it, like cook with avocado oil, not canola oil, get pots and pans that aren't with Teflon, get a water filter, you know, those types of things can go a long, long way. Yeah. Hundred percent, and it's uh, it's funny to me how yeah we're not we're not living in a bubble, and we need to understand that our body is going through some kind of uh, strain on a regular basis. Our the best thing we can do is just facilitate healing as much as possible, give it the ability to heal itself as much as possible, because normal medicine or like conventional medicine really deals with either you know getting rid of a headache or making sure you don't die, um, but all the middle it doesn't really address that. And if you if you want to think of like a, in a you know a very easy thing to understand from from our environment is imagine like you had a car and it was not customary to maintain it whatsoever. You wouldn't be replacing oil. You wouldn't be doing anything. You'd just be driving, and then stuff would start to break apart. Yes, exactly. You cannot drive without oil for very long. And when it does break apart and you go to the mechanic, obviously their incentive in this, in this make, make you, made up world is only to get the money from you and to make sure that you're happy when you leave that place. So what they're gonna do, they're gonna you know, patch up your engine or replace the whole engine. They're gonna tell you, you know, that's what happens to engines. You know, after a while, uh, when they get to a certain age, we just gotta replace them. So they replace your engine but they don't tell you how to maintain it. So you don't have to get it replaced in X amount of years again. And that maintenance, which, we're, which is so obvious to us when we're talking about our cars or about how often we should, uh, I don't know, replace an air filter in our, in our AC, all of the, the maintenance things that, that are very clear cut to us when we're talking about electronics or machinery somehow really doesn't make sense to a lot of people when, when we're talking about our bodies, our machinery. Yes, I love that analogy. I mean, it's perfect. What fuel are you putting into your engine? Yeah. Uh, Kylene, my partner for Empower Her, we just did a video inside of our free Facebook group last week about thinking of your body as like a bank account. So it's kind of uh -huh. a similar idea. Like you can either eat something or do something that's going to give you plus a net neutral or a negative, right? <laughs> and so yeah. it's not to like guilt anyone if if it's all net negatives, it's to like to be aware. And so that you know that you're kind of like your battery in your car is 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 getting, you know, dialed down or your bank account is getting back down to zero and it needs to be recharged. And, and our bodies work like that. We're not computers. <laughs> you can't just leave us yeah. on for two weeks yeah. and 
expect everything to be okay. That's just not the way it works. And um, trying, we're unfortunately we're, but we're not in a society that values that. We're not in a society that values rest. We're not in a society that values taking your time. We're not in a society that values women's bodies and how we're uniquely different from men and that we don't actually have the same exact hormones every single day and yeah. we're better equipped for certain types of food exercise and work depending on where we are in our cycle for example that's not how our society is and so to take a stand for yourself means that you have to stand with confidence that what you're doing for your your body is for the best for you and that that is the ultimate decision for for everything like that that's the most important and that's really hard to do when you've been yeah. told your whole life, you know, eat less, exercise more, you know, you're only worth anything. If you reach a certain income level, produce a child, you know, are a good, whatever, you know, parent, yeah. wife, husband, all those like things, those status markers, instead of like, what's actually important, which is like your health and your family. 100%, which are, we're definitely not geared towards happiness, which I feel like which I feel like as a marker would tell, would, 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 if that was the main marker, our society was, you know, dialed into, um, I think probably the uh, consensus on, on where you should take your, your life would have been a little different. But uh, what really worries me or what really, you know, um, you know, appears to me when we're talking about investing in your health or the bank account that you were talking about is that, us as human beings, we really have a challenge when the gratification or the repercussion isn't immediate. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. It's, 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 uh, we can see it, you know, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not originally from, from America, I'm from Israel originally, and I speak a few languages, so I'm trying to listen to news at least in like three, four languages. And you can see, you know, phenomena where we think of them as lo local, you can really see them globally. And one of the things that you notice is that whether it would be climate change, whether it would be what's going on now with the pandemic in the world, whether it would be what we're eating, uh, you could really look at anything. Our society and the more individuals you include there has a, hard, hard time understanding, okay, if I did an action once and the repercussion wasn't bad or good, by the way, the accumulative effect is going to lead me a certain way. Just to say an example, if I stopped at a drive-thru in McDonald's once, I ate a Big Mac, the immediate effect could be if you're not, I don't know, celiac or you're gluten sensitive or whatever, the immediate effect could be positive. You could be full and happy. <laughs> but the accumulative effect, if you did it the day after and the day after and the day after and the day after, you would be waking up one day with, you know, many problems. If you remember the Morgan Spurlock uh, movie, uh, Supersize me. Supersize me. Yeah, what happens after a man? Yeah. And that is actually that is actually worrying to me in so many aspects. Um, the instant gratification is a problem because choosing your health 
holistically is not instant gratification. Most of the time I have a client right now in empower her and she posted today, like, Hey, like I'm still, I've been taking supplements for a while. I've been gluten-free for a while. I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm still bloated. Like I have more energy, but I'm still bloated. And I, you know, I know it's vain, but like, am I ever, am I just doomed to never have a flat tummy? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I literally respond to her saying you have H pylori yeast Mm -hmm. overgrowth, a parasite, your hormones are tanked. You came to us and you're falling asleep at 2am and you have three children that are stressing you out. Like, and this is probably the sixth time that she's asked a question like this. And I don't, and it's like, I don't know, you know, I, it's, it's hard. It's really hard because in our, like, in our society, what's valuable is like a flat tummy, right? Um, for, for, for women's bodies and, and things like that. But in reality, like she's on this beautiful journey of healing, but she, she, it's not instant, you know? Yes. Um, and we don't, you know, it's like, she passes right over the energy thing. Like, yeah, I have more energy, but why is my belly still not flat? It's like, well, you've got a lot of metabolic chaos, you're not in homeostasis. Your body can't be, you know, working optimally when there's all that, all those critters, critters in there. So, um, but it's hard to stick with it. And so we try these things and we give up on them and we give up on ourselves. And we think that, you know, we're worthless or, you know, if we only tried harder and all these things. And so I think that's where community and like accountability and support can really come in handy to make sure you feel like you're on the right path, because there's also a lot of information overload. Um, and I think you're right. The cumulative effect is also really powerful. Like that woman I talked about earlier, who was doing fast food two or three times a week, her mm-hmm. triglycerides were in the four hundreds, which is very dangerous for heart attack and, um, and blood vessel disease. And now they dropped to 134 by simply giving up gluten, reducing her sugar, like just not even like giving up sugar, just reducing her like high fructose corn syrup yeah. and not eating any fast food for literally, I think she got this blood work done two weeks ago. So for, for nine weeks. Wow. Wow. So she became a different person in nine weeks, basically. Yeah. She's lost like 15 pounds. She's feeling a lot better. And she still has a lot of other issues to deal with, but like, like from a, a blood work perspective and from even just her chiropractor saw her and was like, what are you doing? Like before she said a word, like, you look amazing. You look like you've lost weight. You look healthier. Um, you know, so sometimes it just takes a little bit more time than we, than we want. Um, but the progress is there in small ways if we're willing to accept it and see it. Yes. You know, another analogy from the car world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and normally I don't give such a, I'm not, I'm not a great mechanic, let's say it like that, okay? Um, but the way that a gear shifts in a car is very interesting because it shifts through pressure. It means that the pressure needs to, the oil pressure needs to go up to a certain amount and then the gear shifts. But you, before the gear shifts, you wouldn't know that the gear is going to shift. There is a tipping point Mm -hmm. where you suddenly get a new gear. And I think many of the processes, many of the successes I had in life were no result, no result, no result, no result, no stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Boom, something happens. And when something happens, 
It seems like so obvious that that's what you should do, but the next challenge arises. And again, your brain is telling you it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. Let's you know think of something else. So going back to that community, going back to someone who sees you through it, I think it's so important, first of all, to find someone that you trust or a community that you trust, that yeah, you really yeah. trust more than yourself even. Yeah, you, something I, there tells you that you're not doing well, you know? Exactly. Like there's a lot of people and, and groups and things out there, you know, like you have to find the one that you feel comfortable in because other, if you don't feel safe in a safe container, like you can't really heal from that either. So like, it's really important to, I mean, God, how many, I fired like three doctors. I mean, I've been told, you know, there's nothing I can do for you. You're probably just depressed. Go on psych meds. Um, you probably have endometriosis. So take birth control. I mean, I've been told so much you know, stuff, <laughs> um, in my life from doctors and things like not to discredit all doctors. That's not what I'm saying. But like, what I'm yeah. saying is I fired them. Right. Cause there's, yeah. there's always another doctor that I can find that will actually listen to me. And I'm not willing to compromise on my health. Same thing goes for an alternative practitioner or another group. Like you want to make sure that you feel really aligned with like, their values and like how you're connecting and what their process is so that you are getting the absolute best care and you don't stop until you find the right person for you or people. Sometimes it takes many people to yeah. support you. And, 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 you know, that's annoying because you've already feel, <laughs> feel terrible and you want it to be easy. But, um, that's a huge piece of advice I can give is don't, don't settle for someone who isn't, isn't listening to you or isn't doing something in the way that is supportive for you. I agree. And I also think that the, the real challenge is you're working against the system because the medical, the Western medical system, look at who's the top of the food chain. The top of the food chain is not the person that knows, let's use like a, like kids terms, knows all of medicine. It's not that person. If you look at um, the, you know, people who make the most amount of money is people who know who are experts in a very, very, very specific area. The more, you know, proficiency a doctor has, he actually knows more about a very small, a very narrow area. And that is the, the paradigm. And finding a doctor who says, you know, I wanna, I wanna become a better doctor, so I'm gonna widen my lens. I'm going to be looking at more things and taking into account more things is first of all, counterintuitive and uh, not even counterintuitive. It is going against the grain and against what they are being taught. So the same as you and I were, are, we're going through a journey and we're trying to find that, you know, that perfect doctor these doctors need to go on their own journey and find, you know, the perfect information or, or they need to kind of reinvent medicine for themselves, uh, which I think is, is admirable. And you are kind of doing the same thing with uh, nutrition. Yeah. So I think, I think um, there are doctors out there that are doing this, which is really, really very cool to me. Um, 
there was a doctor from the Mayo Clinic Jacksonville who um, came on one of my very first podcasts and he is at the front for forefront of this, like, you know, trying to, to help in this way. Um, and I think that those people are going to change the world. And as far as I'm concerned or what I'm doing, yeah, I think, you know, we're as FDNs, like we're not doctors. So we just, we look at it differently. We look at the human body differently. We look at building up health, removing stressors and tying everything together because it's one body. Your last time I checked your head's connected to your neck connected to your shoulders connected to the rest of your body um and narrowing in sometimes can you could miss the big picture um and so it's not a perfect fit for everybody but i gosh there hasn't really been a whole lot of complex things that we haven't been able to help um when you look at it from that perspective and i think where we get into trouble as a society is that basically our whole medical system is built off the idea of symptom treating. Oh, I have a headache, take some Advil. You have allergies, take some allergy medication. Yeah. That's not going to fix the problem. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah, it is. And you know, the first time I heard about it was in the military. So I was, I was in uh, special forces in, in, in Israel, in the military. It's a very small community. And this community, the people that you meet there are very interesting are very unique. And I remember, remember you're 18, 19 years old. And I remember uh, getting a headache or something. And, and, and one of these 19 year olds that are with me told me how he doesn't believe that I should be taking a pill. He should be, he believes I should understand why I get a headache in the first place. And it didn't click back then. I thought, mm. he, I, I can't, let me just have the pill and, and get it over with. But just to think of how our world would have looked differently that's the way people would approach health when they're 18 19 19 when it takes a month two months three months to correct a problem instead of yeah. a year when you're in your 50s um that's at definitely least. yeah <laughs> yeah at least at least if you do it you know if it even it, gets right yeah. because i think I think yeah. what you just said is really profound because it's not that Western medicine is a bad thing. Like we do some people, we need medications. So you get something and you need an antibiotic that's going to save yeah. your life. Or in the case of thyroid disease, you, you need the thyroid medication because your thyroid has been so damaged. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if it was just from the beginning that we were taking care of our engine and yes. maintaining our engine, we probably wouldn't need as much pharmaceutical intervention. But unfortunately, you know, that goes into a whole other category, which is that who is running this country and it's, you know, big pharma, um, big dairy, you know, wheat, soy, all these toxic things. That's what's who's running our country. And that's why we're so sick, you know? Um, and so it's this big web that we're trying to see our way through. And it's hard because, they're allowed to market to us and say something's natural or, you know, good for us, but it, those labels don't even mean anything. So people are super confused too, even about nutrition, um, yeah. and what actually means to maintain health. And so, um, I, I just think that there's like, it's just very multifaceted and, um, taking a pill for an ill is, is an old fashioned way of dealing with the human body. And it's, it's really zoomed in. And that's not going to fix the problem because it's like whack-a-mole. Okay. I have a headache today. I'm going to take Advil. Oh wait, I have allergies today. I'm going to take my allergy med. Oh, I have a stomach ache. I'm going to take Tums. Yeah. And do you think, you think that really there is no way around getting tested first 
Do you think that if someone wants to take charge of their health, do they need to get a bunch of tests first to see where their baseline is at? Or no, okay. I don't. I think okay. if they're not sleeping eight to eight hours from 10, 10 30 to, to eight or whatever it is, um, if they're not eating nutrient dense foods, if they're um if they're not moving their body in a way that feels good for them, doesn't have to be a hit class, but just moving. And if they're not managing their stress, then they have to do that first. Like for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because so many of our empower her women will start feeling better within a couple of weeks before they've even had a single lab, just by making yeah. some small changes. Yeah. By, by removing some of those blocks that were, they didn't even know, but they were a very, very, very significant blow to their, to their body. Right. Like maybe they just needed to go gluten-free or sugar-free or put some blue light blocker glasses on so they could fall asleep earlier. Like these little things, they can make a huge difference. So I don't think that someone has to go through a bunch of expensive tests right off the bat. That's why, you know, when I was a kind of a IIN health, health coach, you know, I said 80% of my clients would do fine with just the lifestyle stuff and just the yeah. coaching. But then there's a, that 20% that tends to be who I attract that have multiple autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, endometriosis, fibroids, like so many things going on, yeah. um, PCOS, like all these things, and they don't know which way is up. And that's when I think testing can come in handy. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you've, you've repeated a few times um, sleep, which I... I'm a big proponent of, um, the, the, my question is, um, a lot of people, they have their own schedule. So I don't know, before work, before kids, for other things, they go to sleep at 1 AM or they are going to go to, or they wake up at whatever, 4 30. Uh, so they need to go to sleep earlier. Why is it, why have you emphasized a few times going to sleep around 10, 30, 11? Is it, hormonal, what, what's the, what's the cause for that? Um, it's the circadian rhythm. So our bodies are supposed to be with the sun. And so, um, if you ever go camping, which I got to go last weekend, you'll find that you'll probably get tired around 10 o'clock. Cause like the sun has come down at seven or whatever you ate dinner and now it's time for bed, right? There's, there's nothing to do. Your phone yeah. doesn't have service. You don't have a computer, you know, um, everyone's tired because the way it works is sunlight stimulates like the knowledge that it's daytime and that you need to be up and it raises, you know, like cortisol kind of comes up in the morning. And then in the evening, what's supposed to happen is that melatonin, another hormone that is um, produced in the gut and also in the pineal gland um, yeah. through your eyes is what's released. And so pineal gland melatonin cannot be created if we're in front of a blue screen, which is why you hear so much about the danger of blue light. Um, and it's because basically what you're telling your body, if you're on your phone late at night and you don't have any blue light blockers or you haven't dimmed your light or anything like that, you're basically telling your body, Hey, it's like 12 noon time yeah. to wake up. And so it can be very hard. And, and that dysregulation of the circadian rhythm is one of many stressors for the body because we aren't supposed to go against that. Right you know, yeah. how old are cell phones, <laughs> you know, 20 years old, maybe, you know, when did, when did we get TVs, the 1950s or something, you know, like think about the fact that we've been on this earth a lot longer than the past 20 to 70 years, our bodies mm -hmm. are not adapted to that. And they, 
that's not how they were built and that's not how they're going to change into. I don't think we're going to adapt in that way. So getting to sleep, but also getting sleep like around 10 is great, but also getting your um, body in sunlight is also really powerful, especially first thing in the morning, it will help yeah. you to reset. Another thing that I don't think people are, are aware of is that your screen has a certain frequency. Your screen has a certain, uh, aside from EMF, it has a, um, a light frequency. And that light frequency is actually around noon. And a lot of people, just as kind of a, as a side note, a lot of people grab their phone and look at the screen the first thing they do when they wake up. Oh my God, don't even get me started. And I, and I understand that because that's the first thing I want to do. Yes, I know. It's the but, first thing I want to do too, but exactly, I don't. But you're really setting yourself up for, for, for trouble later on because you're really literally telling your, your body, oh, I woke up late, it's noon, you know? Yeah, um, it's, oh, and also just talk about slamming your body with all external stressors before you can yes. possibly even be in your own body. Yes. Like if you want to talk about a way to up-level your health, try putting, you know, your phone on do not disturb from like 9 PM till 9 AM, you know, see what that does for a week, because I can tell you right now, I have a much easier time when I have the space in the morning for myself, right. And have a little morning routine before I let and allow the outside world in. But we are so used to being glued to these cell phones and these things that we, um, we don't create any boundaries. It's like, we have no boundaries around technology, <laughs> right. Or like how frequently someone can reach us. So I think that's important. It is, it is, we, we, you know, that's a whole different subject about, um, super computer. So the supercomputer that's on the other side of our screen, that is all its intent is getting us to look at the screen more. And it, it, obviously that's a very hot topic right now. A lot of people are talking about it. I, if anyone hasn't seen the movie on Netflix, the, the social dilemma, that's the first thing that they should do, even mm -hmm. at the expense of watching something late at night, they should do it right now. But <laughs> um, I, th I think a lot of people, it doesn't hit home before they understand that computers right now are better than us at anything we uh, design them to do. So we can take the best chess player in the world and a computer is going to kick its butt in a very short amount of time. It's not even gonna be competitive. It was competitive 15 years ago. Today, it's not competitive. And mm -hmm. the same lack of competition, the same discrepancy exists also between your brain in what you would like to give attention to and the brain that's behind your, your screen, whether it would be Facebook, Instagram, video games, whatever that would be, they are much better than your brain at calling for attention or diverting attention. So unless we're, we're having some kind of set rules to begin with, to make sure it's like, you know, when you go to a store and you're not a millionaire, so you're telling yourself to begin with, I am not going to buy $3,000 shoes today. I'm not gonna do it because that's gonna harm me later on. 
if you're going to be meeting the best salesperson in the world, you should probably have some guidelines to begin with before you meet that person. And we're circling back to that uh, instant gratification and versus, um, you know, habits, if you would. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But I really, I really think that this is uh, something that almost should be like a class in school, habit building. Yeah, I, I think it's important to also note that, like, th- unfortunately, the foods that are junk foods are just as yeah. addictive as our phones. Um, they, yeah. They're programmed to work on the dopamine response in our brain. Um, they're programmed to have us to come back and, and uh, get more of them, specifically dairy, gluten, and sugar. Um, and so that's why it's harder and harder and harder to break up with foods sometimes. Um, not only that, but like processed sugars and things, processed foods, they will trigger uh, inappropriate hunger in society, not society, but satiation cues in our body, um, meaning that they will tell us that we're hungry when we're not and tell us that we're not full enough. And that will continue the process of us grabbing those foods that are maybe not so good or just overeating in general, releasing the insulin from our pancreas every single time that we put that food in our mouth, causing that insulin response, eventually causing insulin resistance. And so we have to also realize like that, just like the phone, these foods are very tricky. They're tricksters. <laughs> they They're they want us to come back for more. Right. So uh, that's important to, to give important. yourself a little bit of credit. Like if you're trying to break up with something that it can be very challenging and addicting your brain. I I actually had a podcast with with an amazing um, uh, trainer named Michelle Smith. And she brought up a point, a very interesting point that, you know, fast food or uh, commercialized food changes your taste buds. It it does supply these taste buds with, you know, just the things that, that excite them you're getting something that in nature would be very difficult to get. And that deadens them. That, that makes them less, um, less sensitive, right? So when you're going to eat that broccoli or whatever that would be, uh, that piece of you know, meat without extremely heavy seasoning and MSGs or whatever, whatever that's going to be, in the first few weeks, you're going to have, you're going to have some you know, emotional issues with that as well. You're not going to enjoy your food as much. And that takes some nursing back into health as well. Yeah, it it really, it really does. I think that's one of the hardest things to do on your own. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's insane that we have the level of testing now. Like there's a a test sometimes that'll run if someone's curious about gluten and it um, will tell you, it's called a zoomer. It'll tell you down to the protein like individual proteins of gluten, how they're affecting you. And, and several of them are that like neurological addiction uh, level. It's crazy. So yeah, there's a lot to building health, but some of it's pretty simple, free, and you can do it on your own, which is, which is really great. So that hopefully that's empowering for people to hear that they can take control. Yes, it is. And that is actually kind of what I wanted maybe to leave people with. I, I am a huge proponent of professional help. I think if you can afford it, that's going to be the best route to go in general. Um, if you don't have, 
you, you can invest, you know, a few years in learning something, or you can invest a few years in doing what you like and pay other people to uh, guide you through things that you enjoy less. That's uh, so, so true. So mm -hmm. let's, you know, to sum it up, kind of, what uh, people, sh what do you recommend people to do on their own, let's say starting today, what would be some guidelines that people can do on their own? And then we can talk about how they get in touch with you and what your plans for the future are. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so let's just walk through each one. So if I think of um, kind of the pillars of health and we start with mm -hmm. nutrition, it's going to be bio-individual, meaning, you know, everyone is going to have a different amount of fat, protein, and carbs that they need. You need all three. There are three macronutrients. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, if you've been going extreme on something and you don't feel well, like there's probably a reason like ketogenic diet might not be for everyone, you know? So, um, looking at your plate, you want to make sure it's full of color. Um, so multiple colors from multiple vegetables is so important for every part of your brain, your hormones, your gut, like everything. Um, and so that's about 25 grams of protein or sorry, 25 grams of fiber about in a, in a yeah. meal. Um, and then like, you want to make sure you're getting healthy fat. So people are so afraid of animal protein these days. And yes, it can be scary because, we bastardize the animal production in this country, but you can still find grass-fed meat. You can still find organic wild caught. It's incredibly important and healing to have healthy animal protein and animal fat in your diet. In my opinion, some people do okay on a vegan diet, vegetarian diet, but, um, I will tell you my vegans and vegetarians are usually the most sick. Um, so it's, it might be an idea to include a little bit of, um, high quality animal protein doesn't have to be at every meal, but maybe just a little bit, um, if that sounds okay for you. Um, and if you're kind of like, I don't know about that, you read the book or watch the documentary sacred cow, it might, um, okay. give you some more information on that. And then, um, and then, yeah, so basically fat, you want fat, you want protein and you want carbohydrates. Everyone's going to be different about how much they need. I am someone who does much better on higher, higher fat and protein and less carbs. Personally, my blood sugar just stays better. I stay fuller. Um, my thyroid's happier, just a lot of things, but everyone's a little bit different. Then, um, from there, like if, you know, that's, that's going to be baseline. And then you want to think about a meal being a nutrient ad, meaning a, an energy ad. So if a meal makes you crash, like 45 to an hour, hour and a half later, you're tired. You want to investigate that. Like maybe you had way too much rice or something, or, you know, something like, you know, even these foods that are good for us, like sweet potatoes. If you had like half your plate with sweet potatoes and you had like another, a little salad, there's basically no protein in that. There's basically no fat in that. And you just had like a huge carb. So yeah. it's not that carbs are bad. Definitely, definitely don't want anyone to think that it's just about balance for your body and how these macronutrients work together. So I would just encourage yeah. anyone to maybe like pull out a little journal that you like to write in if you're trying to figure it out. And you can really tell if something's working for you by how you feel after you eat it. Are you bloated, fatigued, anxious, you know, brain foggy, then it may not be a, an awesome food for you. Um, I encourage pretty much everyone to go gluten-free. I see absolutely no reason why someone in the States, in the United States of America should put gluten in their body. It causes mm -hmm. leaky gut, brain fog, bloating, all these things. So from a nutritional just perspective, like for the people who are truly trying to get well, I, 
I would recommend trying it out. Like just go gluten-free for two weeks and see how you feel. Maybe all your issues will be gone and you won't need any professional help. Um, and then for dairy, you want to, if you're going to eat it, make sure it's a two dairy, not a one dairy organic, really, really important. Even Costco carries A2 now, so there, there shouldn't yeah. be any excuse. Any, no excuses. Um, and then, like, just think about when you're shopping, like, try to avoid things that are in boxes, right? If it comes from a plant, like, from a processed food plant, then it's probably not supposed to go in your body. Like, yeah. think about the fact, like, Beyond Meat has, like, 14 different types of ingredients, and everyone thinks it's healthier because it's not animal protein. But meanwhile, red meat is a superfood. So, like... Yeah to investigate like what kind of like lies and things are going into your brain about food um and listen to what feels good for your body you know um even even beyond like what i'm saying right now like you have to listen to what you're feeling so that's like nutrition like basics (laughs) um or food basics and then sleep i've already mentioned so trying to get to bed before 11 is really important try to wake up like around six or seven that kind of thing or just give your body more sleep if you need it you know um and Uh, and then stress reduction. So so anything that's going to help, like it could be breath work, meditation, going for a walk, calling your, your friend, um, you know, breathing exercises, essential oils. Like there's so many ways to reduce stress in the, in your life. And I think that's really important. Um, and then like movement, intuitive movement. So like a lot of people overdo it. They're doing a million spin and hit classes and they feel so tired afterwards. A really good litmus test to whether or not a workout was too much and too stressful for the body would be, do you feel really fatigued and awful afterwards? If you do, you might've gone a little too hard. Um, especially if you're thinking that, especially if you're, you have a period, a regular cycle, and you're just treating your body like a man's body, meaning that you're exercising the same way every single day. Um, we actually are optimized for different types of exercise, depending on which hormone is dominant in our cycle at the time. So, um, you can actually like learn a lot about cycle syncing and kind of change your exercise habits around where you are in your cycle. That's kind of a whole other podcast, but, um, that would be something. So I get really intuitive. Like what what kind of exercise do I want to do today? Um, and kind of spice it up. Um, so those are like all the, I guess like there's tons of free things, but that's like baseline. And then um, if those aren't working, that's when I would say like, maybe seek out some help. And, um, so that those are amazing points. And I think each one of them can be its own podcast for sure. Um, so as far as, uh, seeking professional help and seeking your professional help, what, uh, what courses are you running right now? How does it go with you? Can someone just pick up the phone and call you? Do they need to wait for a class? How does it go? Yeah. So, um, I'll start with like lowest to highest, I guess, like in terms of, um, not only price, but also just time commitment on your end. So May, May 1st, I don't know when this will come out, but, um, if it comes up before May 1st, um, Kylene and I are offering a $37 two hour workshop on the gut hormone and food connection. So mm-hmm. definitely come check that out and we'll be there live to answer questions as well as a workshop. So it's, a, it's meant to be interactive. Um, last time we ran a workshop, we oversold it like crazy and it was like hundreds of people. So definitely, um, I can send you the link or something. Um, it'll be on my Instagram yes, as well. And we'll, we'll, okay. we'll publish it. Okay, cool. Um, and then after that, um, that workshop will be announcing on that workshop that we're opening doors for um, the May version of empower her, which is what we were talking about earlier, the 12 week gut and hormone restoration program. That's where you do get two labs, a gut and a hormone test access to 
actually three FDNs. We hired a third coach because so many people joined that we really needed the extra help. And we want to make sure you guys are still getting like lots of individual attention, even though it's a group. Um, and that's 12 weeks. There's educational modules. It's really phenomenal for a lot of people. Um, and, uh, then we're, then I have my one-on-one practice. So she talks health, my shine VIP program, um, is meant to be longer. It's four to six months, depending on the person who comes to me and what they are dealing with. And, um, that's going to be open seasonally. So you can always just check the website. She talks health forward slash contact. And if there's open spots to hop on a free discovery call with me, do that. We'll have a conversation. I'm a really big believer in it working both ways. Like I talked to people, we talked about earlier, like finding the right practitioner is so so important. And I might not be that for you. You know, I might be the perfect practitioner for you. We don't know. Um, I take it really seriously and give a lot of, a lot of support. Like I talk to my clients every single day. (laughs) So it's important that we have a really good relationship and it feels like the right fit. Um, so yeah, my website is she talks health. My Instagram is she talks health. You can follow me. You can get on the newsletter. That's where you'll get all the information and free things, um, as they come out and be the first to know. And, um, I can give you guys the links for the May 1st workshop and empower her and all that stuff. And I hope it's helpful for somebody. Yes. And we will have all the links, uh, available, um, either, uh, through this, uh, the, the podcast networks or YouTube or, uh, IGTV will publish the links and, we will, we will try, I'm, I'm going to try to remember, I'm going to write it down. We'll try and, uh, and kind of uh, remind people that, that the May, May 1st um, event is going on kind of beforehand uh, and you. have people do that because, because for us, again, kind of to sum it all up, our goal in this podcast and as a company in general, we're obligated to uh, better skin. And when you have that kind of service um, that you're coming from that place, you can't just make a skincare product and tell someone that, that, that it's going to solve all their problems. That's our whole, our conversation was, was about how complex our bodies are and how we need to reach the, the source of, of, of uh, what bothers us. So we will do that. Sophie, uh, thank you again. That was an amazing podcast, and I hope we can do it again. I um, maybe, maybe you know, after you have all this, uh, all this twelve-week um, program and everything, maybe we can revisit it and you can tell me some some new uh, discoveries you had. Yes, I would love that. I'm a, a constant and avid learner. I'm always taking new courses, so yeah, any anything and everything. I I love to share as much as I can because it's just. I got a big mission over here. I want to empower as many women, millions of women um, as I can and men too. Um, and so I'm happy to come back and thank you and so much. And non-binary. Yeah. Non-binary. Like, they, yes. everyone. Exactly. Everyone. Um, you know, I think that's really important. Like anyone can take control of their health. I usually use the word woman, but it's really menstruators for me. It's, it's anyone who, who menstruates that needs that. Help. Um, so that could be anybody. Um, yeah. so, you know, we gotta, we gotta help each other out. We gotta pull each other up and build each other's health so we can all be happy and living the best lives. So thank you for having me on here today. Thank you very much, Sophie.